Welcome to Learning Disabilities Association of Wisconsin, episode number three of Bites of Learning. Today we are talking about establishing a learning environment at home to complete homework or where to do the virtual learning. We will share a mnemonic device to help set this up with using the letters in the word study. Although evidence of mnemonic devices to aid memory can be traced back to ancient Greek times, this one was created by our very own LDA Wisconsin's Linda Knack in 2021. Today, we are joined by Linda Knack, learning disabilities teacher and LDA board member, and myself, Amy Bennett, a special education teacher and behavior interventionist. Thank you, Linda, for joining us today. Oh, Amy, it's always good to be here with you. I wanted to begin by saying that we have all grown up with ways to study. Finding what works can be trial and error, making it a bit frustrating at times. Today, we hope to share ways to help establish a workspace that will encourage your child to build a positive and effective space where they can complete assignments and work with confidence and success. Regardless of the scenario, in-school instruction, virtual, or hybrid model, teachers in schools will probably still assign homework in the upcoming school year. It is very likely that you will soon be asking your son or daughter, do you have any homework? Well, for a handful of select families, children seem to magically complete said homework and with minimal intervention on the parents' part. For many parents, however, the mere thought of homework makes them cringe as the wage, the battle for needed work to be completed. A plan is needed for student and parent survival. Unfortunately, we do not know of one plan that works for all, but using the framework STUDY study as a general guide might be helpful. So Linda, where do we start? Well, we start with study. Um, and the essence study is set up, setting up that study learning area. The T in study is time management. The U is use organization. The D is to decide on rules. And the Y is to yes, celebrate, study. So Linda, setting up the study area is crucial. Can you give us ideas on how to do this? Yeah, so um, for me, growing up, my brothers and I did homework at the kitchen table. This worked for us, and it continues to work for many students at any age. Though for us, our mom rarely helped with homework. For some of our youngest um, students, having a mom or a parent in, in the wings is really helpful to help them get focused. For some students, um, they may have a workspace that's created in their bedroom but not in their bed. As was mentioned in our previous podcast of the importance of sleep, you wanna establish and associate that the bed was sleeping. Another room in the house or even the garage might be a space that could work. Now, today in my family, because um, a parent was working from home, a room was designated as an office space in the basement for adults and children. This required mutual cooperation. Um, it was the main space used for work, and really it was very successful. You may have to be creative and just see what works for your situation. However, you wanna make sure that you have a flat surface because you need that, 
It needs to be about waist high when the student is seated with their feet flat on the floor. A straight back chair will work better than an office chair on wheels. Um, kids do have a tendency to roll around a bit and distract themselves with um, a chair on wheels. The chair that they have should be comfortable and possibly have a wiggle seat could be used placed on top of it. Some students also like to sit on a ball chair. This is much like an exercise ball and is really um, good for students to work in their core as well. You do not want the student to be hunched over. So when they sit, they should be able to rest their elbows on the table. Exact measurements are not necessary, but you wanna be about 20 to 30 inches away from a computer device if one is needed for schoolwork. And if your budget allows, you can pick out a desk um, for their students, they can pick out an own, um, pick out a chair, create that workspace from a shelf or a door. There's a lot of flexibility here. But allow your child to decorate the space within reason. For a younger student, that can include, um, in, in our situation, we had the ABC chart, a number chart, things that they would need because um, he was a kindergarten student. But they need to own this space. The more your child is included in these decisions, creating and setting up the study learning area, the more they are invested in making them work. Try to keep the space quiet and away from distractions. For some students, that white noise provided by background music is the quiet they need for productivity. Linda, I really like these suggestions. Are there any concert, other considerations for setting up a workspace? There would be two other things that I would want to point out. Um, one is consider when setting up this area is the temperature. Um, we frequently like don't even think about this, but we cannot perform our best if it's too hot or if it's too cold. So if the temperature is around 77 degrees, that's usually pretty good. The other area um, is to be aware of lighting, either natural or, or good lighting. The important thing is that the space is reserved for schoolwork. Linda, you mentioned time management. How should parents deal with time management with their child? Oh, time management, we all need that sometimes. Um, you need to be realistic and flexible. Some days are gonna go smoothly and some homework times are gonna be tough. This is when you need to adjust quickly. Requiring a shorter work time or fewer items to complete will be more time efficient than a homework meltdown. How long your child will work before having a break depends on your child. A very young student may push it to work for five minutes, while an older student can focus for 15 to 20 minutes before taking a break. It will be important to help prioritize what needs to be done. Your student can help decide what to do first, next. Um, make this visual like a to-do list. Um, it can be with pictures, words. Um, it can be on a dry erase board that you can erase them. It can even be like on, um, if you do pictures that can be on Velcro and when something's done, just take it off. Whatever you chose, seeing this schedule can help a student know just what they're expected to do or what assignments they have. Items can be checked off when they're done. Linda, do you have some thoughts to increase time focus on academic tasks? Uh, moving, just getting um, physically moving. 
Um, this can be at the start of your study, um, getting all your adrenaline going. Um, it can be incorporated during your study. And if you do it during study, um, for kids, it could be, um, if they're spelling a word, um, say the letters and step them as they go. Um, it could be um, counting um, steps. Again, um, it could be reading and walking, but somehow getting that physical motion in. You can start with it. You can incorporate it into their academics. The other area um, is talking. Um, you can incorporate this. Um, it's like speaking out loud, kind of like talking to oneself. This also um, supports auditory memory. I do that even now. If I'm um, studying something that I'm like, oh, I'm not sure my focus is really good, or this is um, a little more difficult for me, um, I will talk it out loud. I will sometimes walk and talk, but it does help me support that auditory memory. Some of our students um, are accustomed to having a fidget um, that they have perhaps um, used at school. This could be a wiki stick, it could be a squishy ball, but it has to be used as a fidget and not um, the focus of their learning. If they start playing with it, it's not gonna work. Um, the other thing you can do is just change the position. If you were sitting, stand for a bit, um, or even work on the floor. Um, the other way you can also um, keep that time management focus is switching the subject. Um, yeah, I often use the Pomodoro attack technique with the older kids where we get them to study for 20 minutes and then take a short five to 10 minute break and then come back to, to learning. Um, the smaller chunks of learning um, really does increase their focus. Absolutely agree. So um, when you decide to work either for a specific time, which could be using that visual time or setting the alarm on a cell phone um, work really well, or to complete a specific task that goes along with your Pomodoro technique really well as also. So again, you're, you're focusing either on time or a task um, when you're working on that time management and the Moving physically, the talking, the use of fidget, the changing position, the switching subjects can all help with that time management. So remember, the goal is to manage their time so they can persist in doing their schoolwork. Linda, organization seems to be a key for any success. Can you give us some directions to help with organization? Um, I guess I would say um, keep the space simple and as clutter-free as possible while still having the needed school supplies um, handy. The space should ideally be clean when they start and clean when they're done. Um, decide on what items are most needed. This is usually going to be pencils, erasers, paper, glue sticks. Um, these can be um, kept in like small baskets, basket boxes. Um, or I've even seen where they have them in a home backpack. Um, so all their necessary supplies are in this backpack that's just for home. The advantage of this home backpack is they can travel easily between rooms in a house. Oh, that is such a great idea. Um, yeah, um, I agree because if they're, you know, if they've been working at um, their desk in their bedroom and it's like, ah, oh, they just, it's enough. Um, they can just take that home backpack and go to the kitchen for a while. 
Um, sometimes we all just need that change of scenery. Um, students um, may also need Chromebooks, textbooks, library books to read, um, color-coded binders or folders by subject or task may also be a helpful way to organize. Along with these supplies, you may want to include a set of headphones, especially if your child works better in a quiet space. Um, the intent behind organization is to make it as easy as possible for students to work, read, and think. This is great information, Linda. Okay, so now that the work area and the tools are organized, now what? How can we help our children be accountable during study and work time? This is where the D, um, decide on rules, comes in. To maintain this space as a calm place to work, you might need a few rules. I think there's probably two fundamental ones. One is your student needs to be ready to work, and two, your student needs to strive to do their best. Always consider rules that deal with practicality. Um, so these things could be food related, technology related, um, breaks related. If you're looking at having to be practical and having some rules that have to do with food, um, for one of my students, um, the parent kitchen table space was reserved for schoolwork. That's where we met virtually. Um, and when we did that, there was no food at the table during work time. There was actually even no water at the table during work time um, because that was the rule that the parent had worked out with the child. However, it is a good idea um, to make sure that all children have no food or drinks when they're by a computer device. When it comes to those technology rules, um, turn off devices, no phone, no tablet, no TV, no social media. The less distractions, the better. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the other area that you might need some rules is when you have um, a break. Um, this can include how long to work before taking a break, how long of a break, and what can be done during a break. This might be a good time to have that snack. So again, the, the fundamental rules are being ready to work, strive to do your best, but practicality, look at food, look at technology, look at breaks. Well, Linda, this is good stuff. You mentioned why in study. It is, yes, celebrate. Tell me more about how parents and students can celebrate their success. Yes, celebrate. Um, this is like the finale. Um, it is important to celebrate success. Praise the accomplishments and praise the effort. There are times when large rewards are appropriate, but for many students, small rewards are just fine. Small rewards can be a sticker, a small prize, a favorite dessert, a time to read to someone or a pet, or even FaceTime with a parent. Ideally, you want the student to internalize that they have done something good. Words are huge. Be specific in what was accomplished. Instead of saying the generic, well done, or good work, try to be specific in what was achieved. If the goal was to work on math for a certain amount of time or to complete a certain number of problems, say something like, you really worked hard for 10 minutes to finish those math problems. It's okay to feel proud of that. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. And But be sincere um, in what you say. 
kids know if you're just kind of saying, good job, good job, good job. They know when you're being sincere, when you really mean it. Um, this acknowledgement is huge for their self-esteem and confidence. If you're looking at needing some um, rewards or waves to celebrate that are bigger, um, that could include selecting food for a favorite dinner, time to make something, be it working with Legos, um, building a fort with pillows and sheets. Um, for older students, you couldn't go wrong with a movie night and popcorn. Yeah, encouragement really goes a long way for students and realizing their success is huge. Yeah, initially, you may need to celebrate right away for younger students as they take baby steps in the goal to achieve academic success. Sometimes we as parents need to feel that success too. Be realistic in expectations so that celebrations can occur. So the S is set up that study learning area. The T is time management. The U is use organization. The D, decide on rules, and why? Absolutely, celebrate. Yes, celebrate. A S-T-U-D-Y, studied learning environment for homework is needed for students to continue the mindset of learning that bridges the school and the home connection. Creating this space helps establish the goal for students to be able to persist in their work. This will only help your child be successful. Thank you, Linda, for joining in today's episode. My pleasure. Your information was very valuable. Um, for the listeners, thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode. For more information or to join LDA Wisconsin, go to ldaamerica.org Learning Disabilities Association of America. And remember, it takes a group effort to have a loud voice loud enough to make a difference. Looking forward to the next Bites of Learning podcast by the Learning Disability Association of Wisconsin. Until next time, get involved, stay involved. Thank you.